0: What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big June, here with another episode of the Smokers Launch Podcast, man, where sports discusses become sports debates. Yeah, you know, just finished doing the Why You Did It trilogy, you know, the Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Alex Rodriguez episodes, man, just dropped the human highlight reel, the Michael Vick episode. You know, I got a couple of more in the bag, man, it's your boy, Big June, here with another episode, man. And, you know, us NBA fans patiently waiting for the season to come. We're in the month of December, so you already know it's on its way. Will the Lakers repeat? Will that tandem of LeBron and AD lead them back to the promised land? You know, there's a lot of questions that will be answered as that season progresses, right? But as an NBA fan, you know, we always talking about who was better and name your top five and who's on your list and all that. So, you know, your boy, Big Jewel, man, came up with this this list that I had in my mind, man, of, of the greatest power forwards. You know, I was fortunate to see the Carl Malones, you know, the Charles Barkley's, you know, Kevin McHale lately in his career, the Dirk Whiskeys, the Kevin Garnett's. You know, right now, watching the tremendous talent, the Anthony Davis, the Blake Griffin, to know these other young boys, power forwards that I ain't gonna come up to the name right now. But one thing that always comes to my head and might be the greatest power forward of all time. It's Tim Duncan, Mr. Fundamental himself. Now, I know some people complain about his game was boring, but listen, it's all about winning. And that man won five championships for the San Antonio Spurs, man. You know, shout out to them, Greg Popovich and everything else associated with that organization, man. You know, they hit the lot of jackpot in NBA stands when they landed their first overall pick in the 1997 draft and selected Tim Duncan. As we all know, the rest is history, man. It's crazy when you can think one man's fortune to an organization, his impact to the game, to that team. It was just crazy. And you know, it was a couple of knocks on him. He didn't get the repeat, or he didn't get the repeat like the superstar iconic NBA stars in history does. But there's no denying his greatness and his success. He had. And I'm gonna give you some of his numbers, man and let you decide whether he is the top greatest power forward or, you know, however you want to slice and dice it on your list, man. Top three, top five, who knows? You know, there's a lot of good power forwards, man. You know, like I said, you know, like Chris Weber, you have Rashid Wallace. You know, you had your hybrids, man. You had your Dirks and all that. But it was always one thing. that was Pencils then. At that time in the West, it was the two-team race of who was going to represent the West in the finals. If it wasn't the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, you know, rest the peace to the late great Kobe Bryant, man. Or if it was the San Antonio Spurs, man, led by Tim Duncan. You know that one-two punch was phenomenal with him and David Robinson, and it anchored them to the 1990 finals, man, when they beat my New York Knicks, man. Yeah, it was crazy, man. But you know we ain't have you in. And shout out to the Knicks, man. They tried they did what they best could the do, man. And that year, your boy, you know, your boy was at Elmira, man. You know, I ain't a dumb man, man. I ain't put up on that series, man. It was just too much to handle, man. And shout out to the Spurs and that team, man. It's like when Avery Johnson hit that big three from the corner, man. You know, it was finals over, man. Game over. You know, and, and, you know, your boy Tim Duncan won his first championship. But he ain't stopped in it, and he just kept going, man. And like I said, man, he was a five time NBA champion. About to ring up some of these numbers for you, man. Let you know how, or what do you think about Tim Duncan as far as his stature as the greatest power forward, or one of the greatest power forwards in NBA history, man? Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year in 2003. And I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna start off with his college numbers, man. Some of the college awards and the accolades he had in his prestigious career in Wake Forest. Consensuous National Player of the Year Award, 1997. Two-time first-team All-American in 1996-1997, the The Chip Hilton Player of the Year Award in 1997, NCAA rebounding leader 1997, three-time NaBC Defensive Player of the Year Award 1995 through 1997, two-time ACC Player of the Year Award 1996-1997, three-time first-team All-ACC 1995-1997. Wake Forest retired his number as well as the San Antonio Spurs. You know, born in April 26, 1976, nicknamed the Big Fundamentals. Spent his entire 19 years in the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs after being selected first overall in the 1997 NBA draft. Like I said, five-time NBA champion, 1999, 2003, 2005, 2007, 2014. Three times finals MVP, ninety-nine, two 2003, 2005. Two-time NBA final, excuse me, NBA MVP, 2002-2003, went back-to-back on that one, huh, Timmy? 15-time All-Star, 1998-2000 through 2011, 2013-2015, including All-Star MVP award in 2000. 10-time All-NBA first team, 1998-2005, through 2007-2013. Three-time All-NBA second team, 2006-2008-2009. Two time All NBA third team, 2015, 2010. Eight time All NBA defensive first team, 1999 through 2003, 2005, 2007, 2008. All NBA second defensive team, 1998, 2004, 2006, 2009, 2010, 2013, 2015. NBA Rookie of the Year Award, 1998. All Rookie Team first team, NBA Team Made of the Year Award in 2015. I gave you some of these numbers on Tim Duncan, man. Phenomenal. Just think about all the accomplishments he had. And he was doing it his way. You know, at that time when he first came into the league, a lot of kids were coming straight the high, from high school. You know, you had Kobe, Jermaine O'Neal, Kevin Garnett. You know, but Timmy went the college route and actually stood there and performed and, and, you know, got his education at Wake Forest. And I guess that just set the standard in the bottle of who Tim Duncan was. I hate progressive proceedings into his NBA career, right? Spending his entire career with the San Antonio Spurs, capturing five championships. Mr. Fundamentals, man, the game was boring, but the results were phenomenal. And you ain't never gonna go against what's on black and white. On black and white, he's a five time NBA champion. You know, when he was drafted by the San Antonio Spurs, man, like I said earlier, man. The fortune of that organization turned around. Who would know that he would lead the way, so dominantly the way he has? You know, those battles between him and Shaq, Kobe. Legendary, man. Legendary. The ones against the Spurs. The Suns. The Mavericks. The Sacramento Kings. You know, there's a lot of good teams in the NBA at that time, man. Especially in the West. The West was always stacked. And like I said earlier, man, if it wasn't the Lakers either way, it was San Antonio. And who could forget those finals of primers, the numbers he put up against the Pistons, against the Heat on a back-to-back, you know, against the Pistons, man. They were just coming off beating the Lakers, looking for the back-to-back themselves, trying to cement themselves as one of the greatest teams in NBA history. You know, you had Chauncey Billups, Rick Hamilton. Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, Taysom Prince, that team was stacked as well. They were dominating the East. And uh, you know, it looked handicapped at times that, time that final man. But one thing for sure was Tim Duncan produced and he and performed. And when you needed that crucial big bucket, Tim Duncan was the man he will get you that bucket. When you needed to stop on the defensive end, Tim Duncan was coming up with a big rebound or a block or all terrain the shot altogether. That's who he was. He was a complete player. He was Mr. Big Fundamental. And you know. At times, some fans will wonder what would happen or what could have been if he did sign with the Orlando Magic. Do you remember when he started with Orlando Magic during free agency? When they were trying to make their big three of him, Grant Hill, and Tracy McGrady. Could you imagine what they would produce over there with a healthy Hill, a healthy McGrady, and Tim Duncan in the anchor, the down court? I say they already at least won one, right? Or at least made a few finals appearance, right? What you think? What well, could have been, huh? But so I know some of these fans, you know, like myself, you know, you think of the what ifs and what could have happened. And it was great. But I know the fans of San Antonio, you know, were super glad when he signed with them, right? And it's just that like Tim Duncan was not fancy, not electric. You know, you probably seen some highlights on ESPN, but that's because it was playoff time. But other than that, you know, it wasn't Mr. TV. It was the total opposite. You know, I get it when some people say, you know, Garnett probably was more offensive and more flashy. But if you wanted to win the game or you wanted to win the series or the championship, you would build a team around Tim Duncan over Kevin Garnett, right? I know I would. Just think about that. And some of the matchups he had in the West or in the finals, you know, against the Nets, when he dominated them. From top to finish, and and, and, and you know, they had Kenyon and Jason Kidd, and they were making back-to-back finals appearances as well. But, you know, that Spurs team was just phenomenal, and and The things they were doing, led by Tim Duncan, and when David Robinson retired, they formed their little big three of him, Ginobili and Tony Parker, and they just kept winning. All right? Did you ask yourself, like, did Tim Duncan ever have, have a losing season? Because as far as I'm concerned, now, I remember, you know, they always made the playoffs under his watch. And Greg poppership, right? Great pop. That's what I'm telling you, man. Like, some of these numbers, man, you might not look at it like that because he was just, wasn't a flashy player. And, you know, again, you know, the Lakers were known for the three-peat. And, you know, the Heat won back-to-back and Jordan with the three-peats. The San Antonio never really repeated or three-peated, right? But five championships speaks for himself. Speaks out in fact, right, when you think about it. For so a boring player. But where does he rank? On your list, are the greatest power forwards. You know, to me, Big June, man, Smokers is on the podcast, man. If he's not the greatest power forward that I see, then he goes down as the second, right? We can debate it, discuss it. We can say, all right, we want to go about that one. Again, you know, you can root for your team and your player. Some would say that Dirk was better. Some would say that Chris Webber was better. Kevin Garnett, Barkley Malone. You know, the list goes on, et cetera, et cetera, man. But I'm sure if you look at them stats ahead to head, and even if they outperformed them individually, if that, the bottom line was, who team moved on? What team won that series? What team won that game? And it was a good chance that that San Antonio Spurs team, led by Tim Duncan, won that game, won that series, was moving on. You know, just like Jordan did, man. He stopped a lot of great teams from reaching the pinnacle in the West, man. Just think about it five NBA championships, I mean, five times he represented the Westman. That means somebody, five times someone stood in the way and were eliminated. And that's just a testament to who he was. Cause some say, you know, when him and David Robinson, oh, he fed off David Robinson. Let's see him carry a team on his own. Could he do it? And he did it. And he kept doing it. And even when he made the late finals appearance against the Heat late in his career, you know, felt like watching old vintage throwback, Tim Duncan. Like, he preserved himself throughout the season just for this moment, knowing that the Spurs were going to make the playoffs and then compete at a high level once they're in the playoffs, right? Because it's like I said earlier on, on a prior episode, like, some teams usually just pencil them in for playoff appearance, right? The seeding was up for debate, you know, if that was the question, but knowing that they were going to make the playoffs was not. And the San Antonio Spurs was one of those teams, right? And it all started with, you know, Tim Duncan. Damon Robinson is the contest of that, he knows. Admiral got two rings with the strength for Mr. Fundamentals, man. And that was one of the best tandems of a big man in NBA history, as well, man. And you know, sometimes when you reflect on the NBA career, man, it's like it's not flashy, so it wasn't like, oh my God, did you check out these highlights? You know, did you just Google him? Google him, you know. But you could Google Tim Duncan, man. Check out the stats for yourself, man. You know, I just think about if he did go to Orlando for that little moment. Just think about it like that for a second. If he actually splits time with Orlando and Grant Hill never gets hurt, is that the team in the East to beat? Is that the team to beat in the East, right? It would have to be at that time, right? With a young McGrady, at the way he was? <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. That's the beauty of sports, man. When you think about all the situations and like what goes on, like, could you imagine if the Sacramento Kings actually could get past Tim Duncan or could get past that Los Angeles Lakers? It's a lot of what-ifs, right? But hypothetically speaking, man. Your boy Tim Duncan stopped all that, man. You know, every vision, every dream they played had in the West, man. With the exception of the Lakers, man. You had to run through San Antonio, man. Everything ran through the Alamodome, Dome, man. Ran through Pop and Tim Duncan, man. And shout-out to Tony Parker, man, because he established himself as a You know, a credible second option, man. They took over at games when they needed it, too. That one two-punch was phenomenal. Then they sprinkled in the Argentinian, Tasmanian devil, man. You know, (laughs) you know, Ginobili, man. He brought that special element to the game, man. And it all complemented Tim Duncan's game, man. Because that's the type of player he was, man. You know, he wasn't greedy. He'll pop it back off. He was double-teamed. And he was consistently double-teamed, constantly double-teamed through his career. And he'll give you the low-up ball. And he didn't care if you shot him. And you know, that's why they were successful. And they fed in to the, to the San Antonio way, the Greg Popichick way, but more importantly, the Tim Duncan way, right? It's late in the career, you know, Kawhi Leonard, young MVP finals. Tim Duncan, you know, played his role. And Tony Parker got a finals MVP as well. And you know what? One of the happiest teammates there was Tim Duncan. And that's who he was, man. He was the, the ultimate teammate, over competitor, man. Teammate of the Year award, man, like I mentioned earlier, man. It's just certain things that when you come to reflect the career, man, he wasn't flashy and he wasn't known for the monstrous dunks and all the ESPN highlights, man. But the bottom line, when you look at the team and you look at the success, he was very successful individually as well. I mentioned he's winning MVPs in the finals and in the NBA. Two-time NBA finals three times, excuse me, NBA Finals MVP, two-time NBA MVP, back-to-back, by the way, 2000, 2003. So like I said, man, a 15-time All-Star. But he also got it done on the defensive then, too, when you look at it, man, or the defensive teams for the first to the seventh to the third. And uh, if you look at some of the highlights throughout his career, man, the big shots, the big blocks, the big rebounds, Tim Duncan really was that dude, man. And to me, your boy Big Juice Smokers on the podcast, man, might be the greatest powerful that I ever went to see the game play, man. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the show, man, when you think about how all these kids were coming straight to the league from high school, you know, he went to college and he did it the right way, and he waited and was still drafted first overall. So, you know, Tim Duncan had a vision and he did it his way, and no one could argue with the results of his way. It's this way that made him a spot, you know, in the Hall of Fame and everyone knows that. And right now, he just resigned as the assistant coach from the San Antonio Spurs, so maybe he wants to take a step away from the game for a second, you know? Or make no mistake about it, man, he's truly in, in love in Texas. And think about it, man, you have the Houston Rockets, you have the Dallas Mavericks in the state of Texas. Ask anybody over there, the majority of people are going to say, what's the 13th for the San Antonio Spurs, right? Ask them who's the greatest power forward, because, you know, the 10 The state of Texas has, you know, some good ones on that resume, man. But I'll get you, I'll guarantee you, that number one on that spot is Tim Duncan. Yeah, listen, man. Some of these dudes, man, whether they flashy or not, you can't argue with the results of Tim Duncan is the exception of that. He is the epitome of that when you come to think of it. You know, a lot of trash talking, you know, I heard the situation with him and Garnett, when Garnett asked some stuff about his moms and, you know, whatever the case might be. But, you know, Tim Nothing was a a boisterous, vocal person like that, He did his talking with his game. His game did the talking. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he took extra, extra motivation into the matches against Garnett. And, you know, we all know how those ended up with, man. So Garnett was just like, you know, your bark was loud, but your bite wasn't vicious, man. Tim Duncan let his game do his talking on the court. All the talking was done on the court from Tim Duncan. While you ran your mouth, he was getting buckets, rebounds, blocks, eliminating your team. So on and so on, man. Yeah, your boy Big Jewel, man. You know, I respect Kevin that I, I do, man. But I, I felt like, you know, a lot of his shit was like a show. Like, he was a fraud, a phony, a fake. I still, your ass, you 36 in the karate class? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's your boy Smoke. Smoke was nice, man. Listen, man. Your boy Big June, man. I got some episodes in the bag, man. I'm about to drop the brown paper bag era. Sorry, ass jets, man. It is what it is. That's my squad. Love them and all that, man. But I gotta give them the kids. Give him the business, man. You know, like I said, got the human highlight, real Michael Vick episode out right now. This Learn the Fundamentals, son. Episode Tim Duncan, San Antonio Spurs edition, man. It's your boy Big June, man. Yeah, you love these bees in the background, man. Shout out to my brother, man. Meeting Kane, man. Check him out on social media, man. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Brother's doing his thing, man. Got that fire for you, man. Got that new album out. His new album out. Sample getting value too, man. I'm pretty sure you know these beats paid I've been dropping with me in these episodes, man. It's all courtesy of my boy, man. My brother, man. Dave. D.D.K., man. L E A N A N C A N E, man. Check him out on social media. I'm telling you, man. He got that fire for you, man. Boy doing his thing, man. That's my brother, man. Shout out to Dave, man. Shout out to all y'all, man. Shout out to Legends Barbershop and, and all the love I've been getting out there, man. Shout out to everybody in New York, man. It's your boy Big Juice Nice Podcast, man. Got these episodes in the bag, man. I'm about to drop She Got Game, the Cynthia Cooper episode. Omaha, Omaha, the Peyton Manning episode. The Penn, the Penn State Predator, the Sandusky scandal. Yeah, I'm about to get into that, man. That's something that I'm not going to avoid, man. It's still related, related to sports, man. So we're going to talk about that. Hint every aspect of sports, man. It's your boy, Big Juice Smokers nights Podcast, man. I told you, man. Check out the human highlight reel, man. Michael Bick, man. It's all about redemption. That's a certain part of the sport and the element of the game that we we're doing as we, we evolve and evolve, everything included sports-wise, right? It's your boy again, man. Smoke was not the podcast. Thank you, man. I'm out, man. One.